Last week we started this series called One Body with Many Members. And today we are focusing on a part of our church body uh, that has gone before us. Some are still with us. We are talking about a church with a story. One of the things that excited me most about coming to Preston Road was the fact I was coming to a church with a rich history. It has been here 85 years almost before me, and Lord willing, will be here long after me. And uh, the fact that this congregation has existed on this site, more or less in this building, with some buildings before that, for 85 years is a big deal, and we shouldn't take that for granted. But I love that kind of historical uh, research. I was out looking at things related to this church's history a couple of weeks ago at Abilene Christian University. They've got a great historical archive there related to Churches of Christ. And so I had them pull some relevant boxes for me. And it was just a great moment to sit there. And and the uh, archivist handed me this long, narrow box. And I unrolled these yellowed papers. And I saw the original architectural drawings from 1950 for the original building that was here that's been added onto. That was a great moment to unroll the Vernon Hallam papers and see those drawings uh, for this building. And that building, as many of you know, because you were here, that building originally looked like this. And what I love is that, I don't know if you can see, but it, it, that etching, that engraving, Church of Christ above the doors, now you wouldn't have seen it because we've added on since then, but if you go out to the sidewalk along Preston Road, near the McFarland side, you will see that that title, that name for this building, has been moved down to the sidewalk level. I think we have a picture of that as well. Our history stays with us, but in different ways, doesn't it? And that's what I love about this congregation, that there's so many layers in the past. I want to read us some words from the psalmist. Psalm 78. He says, I will utter utter hidden things... Things from of old, things we have heard and known and things our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their descendants. We will tell the next generation. And they in turn will tell their children. What will they tell them? That they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds but would keep his commands. Today we're going to hear from different generations who will remind us to trust in God. So here's what the sermon time is going to look like today. In just a moment, we're going to watch a video from three of our longtime members telling us what's important to them about this congregation. That video is going to last about half the sermon time. And then when that's finished, I'll be joined on stage by our good friend, Mike Boone, and we'll have a few more remarks and some conversation about this church. So at this time, I invite you to direct your attention to the screens as we watch this video about a church with a story. My name is Hugh Rucker, and I came to Preston Road in 1942. I'm Nancy Wheeler, and I came to Preston Road in 1945. I'm David Vanderpool, and I came to Preston Road in 1954. I'm Gary Brower. I came to Preston Road when I was four years old in 1946. We were invited to come visit the church by two women who were members here at Preston Road, Dorothy Carter and uh, Beulah 
young and uh, sounded like a very uh, f friendly church. I was 11 years old and the war was going on. We were meeting in an upper room, actually, and uh, it was in an old building of church uh, dwelling that we had bought. And the dwelling I always remembered because it was cast concrete. And there were two of them, one right next to the other. One was on the corner of McFarland, and one was on Preston Road and uh, University. They were side by side. A couple of interesting photographs of myself and Phyllis Boone and Mitch Dillard uh, sitting on the front steps of that original uh, building that was there. It had an upstairs, uh, had a corner place where we had made into the, the meeting area, and then it had classrooms that were part of what used to be uh, this house. It was upstairs where we had our services, and so we had to, you know, climb a few little steps. Of course, you know, being an 11-year-old, we played around a lot. Yeah, because the second floor, uh, there was a, uh, you could run up and down, and but the kids could jump up and down and hit the bottom, you know, the bottom of the stair that went on up, and uh, I did that all the time. We all, nobody got hurt, so as far as I know. And then we uh, put a little chapel out on the property at the back facing uh, McFarland, and uh, that's where we had our meetings for a long time until we finally tore that down and bid a larger place. When that transition was going on, that we had church services at the Holland Park High School Auditorium, and we even had a few services at the Inwood Movie Theater. A, a friend of mine who was coming here, his dad was an elder, and his name was Francis Bush, and his son Scott Bush and I found a way that we could crank up the popcorn maker on Sunday morning. It worked, worked just as good Sunday morning as it would Saturday night. We got here, and I forget exactly what year, in the 50s they decided to erect a new building. I thought it was a nice building, but it was much different than today. It was smaller, of course. Uh, the classrooms were basically upstairs, and there were only a few of them. And I thought it was a warm, welcoming congregation, and I really loved it. After church, we, the young people, would go out to Preston Road Pharmacy and, you know, go to the, get sodas and the hamburger places. And um, when I graduated, I got so many gifts, it took me about 200 to write thank you notes. We were just a little small giving, loving church. I met Lynn, my wife, through my sister. She'd come with me a lot, of, a lot of times. And so I was surprised somewhat in a way. It was just a few months after we got married. Eldridge Stevens baptized her one Sunday morning, just a few months after we were married. Melvin Wise was the minister here, and uh, Margie was a graduate of SMU. And we married at Perkins Chapel, and uh, she just, she was beautiful, and she was very talented, and a gracious person, and she just blew me off my feet. I had found out that she was going here, and I 
came over on a Wednesday night and we met in the auditorium on the north side. I can show you within two or three feet of where we met. It appears we may have had the first wedding in Perkins Chapel. It opened the day we married, so we were very early, maybe two. And uh, it's a beautiful building. I met my husband here and he came over from Sunset where he was associate minister and song director. I lived with my parents until I got married. Even though I was flying for the airlines, I was in a flight attendant. So I think my husband, I told him, I said, marry me and fly free. So he bought it. Yeah, Dr. McClung was about eight in my wedding. I've got a picture. Gail is my wife's name, and she is the best person I could have ever married. Uh, it was a Christmas party we had uh, when they, you know, they, they had it was all the stuff that they have on Christmas was playing. So I met her and then about a week later I took her on a date and uh, we had a wonderful time, talked. Eldridge Stevens did our wedding at Perkins Chapel on the SMU campus. And then I had Jeff who uh, was born with a cord around his neck and we had a, a hard time at that point and the church prayed for him, so many people, and it, it turned out that he overcame that uh, problem. We still have a song leader with the fame, same name. His dad was a wonderful song leader, had this huge voice. And when Max passed on, he just, Pass the torch, and I think we have a, it's the best song we get around. Uh, I, I really think Jeff has done a wonderful job for us. Uh, one of our fondest memories was the same Sunday that our two sons and my younger brother Briggs all got baptized on the same Sunday morning. Uh, Mike Boone is probably my best friend because I've known him forever and ever. Uh, and Marla, I mean his wife. Mike Boone and I were up in the balcony and he climbed up and I think was going to jump up, not jump up, but he threatened to jump or something and scared everybody else to death. How did you hear that one? I know that one from, I've heard that story and I think Brother Bell was all over him because he was hanging out at the third floor or the second floor window. Pastor Rob reaches out to other people and helps. It's a church that, that has a lot of outreach locally and of course we have foreign mission, missionaries too. That people are very, very helpful with each other. It's good at uh, doing benevolent work for people in, in the neighborhood. I think we are good at missionary work. Preston Road seems to be strong and, in fact, growing, I think. It has evolved more into a church that truly believes in second chances. Everyone always is looking for someone that they can help. And that is, to me, what Christianity is all about. I've been going to Preston Road all my life, actually. So it's, it's been a family to me forever. And everybody is still friendly. And even the newcomers, I hope that we can have a good outreach to the to the community i hope that we can tell them about god's best gift 
that he's given the world is his son. Probably just been so good of steadfastness, just so strong, never afraid of changes and challenges. People are, have been so confident and uh, pleased with the surroundings and, and the, and the uh, reputation of the church. So everything has revolved in my life around this church. It's really my family, and it's a wonderful family. Well, we heard from some great folks in that video whom I love dearly and I'm grateful that they shared their story. And now we're going to hear from another of these folks, our good friend, Mike Boone, who many of you know. There's a photo that you might used to introduce him. A little bit younger in that photo, Mike. So That's when I was in law school and I was trying to look academic. Yeah. So, Mike, there, there are a lot of people telling stories about you jumping off balconies and hanging off the building. And I'm just wondering, are those stories true? Two things ran to my mind when I heard that uh, from Hugh. First was the Fifth Amendment, whether I could take that, or I could uh, maybe look at libel and slander. So um, anyway, yes, I think there was a little bit of truth. I did crawl around on the work of the building at that time from on a Wednesday night um, when we were doing Bible, Bible study. And I, we were, I was doing the Old Testament, New Testament vet in the room around the corner. Huh? I crawled along the ledge with my feet. About the time that Robert Bell, elder, pulled his car in and lights, it was like the prison lights. And the prison, and I'm on the wall like this. And um, I heard, that did not go over well at home. Yeah, okay. Well, would you just briefly tell us about how you and your family uh, came to Preston Road? My father got transferred and uh, from Tennessee in his job and got moved to Texas. And uh, we came here, moved in 1946, and I was five years old at that time. And um, we, um, you know, made Dallas our home, and uh, it was, we've been here ever since. Ever since. And at some point, uh, you meet your lovely wife, Marla. Marla. Yes. Best thing that ever happened to me. Yep. And uh, she snuck up on me. Yeah. And so you, you, you all have served the church in important ways through the years. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Well, uh, we got buried in 1969. Got that right. August 2nd, got that right. Okay. Um, so we, you know, we have had our children here and have always been here. And so I've been here for, what, 78 years uh, at Preston Road and seen it go through a lot of different changes. And uh, we have taught Bible classes and uh, I served as a deacon for about 10 years, and I served as an elder for about 20 years. And uh, we've been very involved in this church, and it's been a vital part of our lives, and uh, it made all the difference in the world, and still does. You talked about the church making a difference in the world. What are, what are some things that have shaped this church? What is, what's been important to the Preston Road Church over the years? I think that we have maintained unity and that we have worked hard to uh, keep our focus on uh, not ourselves but on Christ and God and the whole work of the Holy Spirit. 
And I think we've, uh, most uh, days when we look at everything, we always are looking at everything we do in our lives uh, as having a spiritual perspective, whether it's at work or whether it's in the neighborhood or civic matters or whatever. It's all about God and not about us. And I think that's helped give us the glue that holds us together. And every institutional body has a culture, and our culture has always been very spiritually oriented, I think, as a group. And uh, and we've have made a difference in helping each other grow more like Christ through the help of the Holy Spirit. And that has been spiritual. Our spiritual transformation has made all the difference for us, and I think that's what we're about. We come here to become a little bit more like Christ every day. Are there maybe one or two key memories that stick out to you? Well, one sad and very sad, and that was in 1970s when we had uh, a private plane crash. We had four ministers out of our six ministers who went down in that plane crash, and uh, that was devastating. Uh, and it was experience, you know, you pick up the pieces and you move on with the help of God. And we got through it, but it was not an easy matter that we had to go through. And I guess the thing that uh, one of my happiest memories is, as Hugh pointed out, and you pointed out, that the two buildings that used to sit here and face out that way uh, toward Preston Road, they looked alike. And I've always been told that one, a father bought that for one daughter and the other one for the other daughter. We were able to get this daughter to sell this one, this place, this land to us, uh, and we were working on that, and we could never, ever get it. So we were landlocked. We've been landlocked. And it, went, and it kept us, it handicapped us uh, from being able to expand and put a fellowship hall, which is so important of having relationships and the emphasis on that we wanted to do. And so when we waited, uh, you know, 50 years, 60 years, to get that piece of property. And then when we were going to buy that piece of property, the guy who, who was on the apartments over there had told us always, and we'd always treated him right and helped him on his, you know, keeping his land up over there. And uh, we were always told that he would offer it to us if he ever decided to sell it. And one day about 2002, 2003, we saw these little yellow flags one day which means the surveyor had been out, which we knew then meant he was selling it and he had sold it. And um, that was an interesting story because um, some apartment developers, I happened to know, a bunch of us knew them, and I called the, the senior guy and I said, John, and I, I said, John, you, you're down at Highland Park Presbyterian. Uh, you know what it is like in Park Cities. We've been landlocked all these years. You've been landlocked in your, a different way. And this means all the difference to our church. And we can't do the things we need to do to serve God in a lot of different ways we'd like to. And would you please consider, even though you only signed that contract a week ago, selling it to us. And I said, I'll, I'll come talk to you. A bunch of us will. But, and I asked one of, my, one of our, our um, members, President, I said, should we do this, go for it this way? Because we knew it was going to cost us a lot more money for to buy this contract out from him, and as the saying goes, which is very simple, 
if that property is worth that much to you, which it is, which is way more than anybody else because it joins us, it's a 50-year, 100-year decision, and you need to go do it. So the, God had, he had helped through that person to get me motivated, and sure enough, they came back and said, yes, uh, we will sell it to you. And so about a month later, we then owned that property, and it made a lot of difference. In fact, we helped actually that, that short, not too long after that, we kept it because it wasn't ready for development. The, the storm, the uh, hurricane in, in New Orleans occurred, and we, we housed 20, I think 20-some-odd families in that building, uh, very uh, you know, inner-city type people, and it was it worked very well, and we worked with them and helped our church. And so we used it for a really good outreach program for a number of years before we were able to find a way to build this addition over here, and that's a lifetime decision wonder if you could leave us with any, what, what are your hopes for this church in the future? I'm a, I'm a little bit about being authentic, and I like authentic people. I think God expects us to be authentic when we proclaim his name. And so the, the thing that I've always dreamed of, that we would always be a authentic body of believers carrying out the mission that God has given us and for us to be always open to spiritual transformation that strengthen us together as a group as well as our relationship vertically to heaven <clears throat> and that's be the, the thing that I would always dream for that we'd get because of that we'd get stronger spiritually and they were growing every day spiritually closer to God. Thank you, Mike. Would you give Mike a hand? Mike's going to leave the stage. I just want to close us out uh, in prayer, and I'm going to pray for those exact things that he mentioned, and then we'll, we'll stand and sing. God, thank you for this day. Thanks for all the people who have spoken into the history of this church, who have blessed us through the years. I pray that their wisdom would continue with us as we seek uh, to be spiritually transformed, as we speak, seek to be authentic followers of, of your son, Jesus. So we're thankful for their legacy, and we pray that it would continue at this congregation for decades and centuries to come. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.